Welcome back once again. John here. Uh, we have some sad days ahead of us. Uh, as you probably know, if you're listening to this currently, uh, the indictment of former President Trump is uh, certainly out there in the news. That is the big thing of the last day or two. Uh, this is a horrible stain on America in the justice system. Previous Democrats have turned down uh, the chance, or shall we say, opportunity to charge former President Trump with misdemeanor. And uh, in one case, perhaps a low-grade felony they thought pertained to campaign financing. It's been turned down. They found there was no evidence of that or not enough to charge him. That said, here we have a liberal, a newly elected district attorney in New York City, Alvin Bragg, funded by George Soros, the billionaire who has put all kinds of liberal Democrats in district attorney positions by his uh, funding, helping them with their campaigns. This rogue Democrat who's hated President Trump, former President Trump, for years and has worked to uh, do anything he could to go after him in other roles prior to be, being uh, the DA, uh, really stepped out on a limb. And so many attorneys, countless attorneys I've heard and I've listened in the days ahead before the indictment, they talk about this is really a sham uh, situation. It never should have happened. And even a, a leading Democrat attorney of uh, 60 years talks about it himself. So I'll get to that in a minute. Here we have um, all pertaining to supposedly some hush money that was paid, not supposedly, $130,000 was paid by a former Trump attorney, uh, Michael Cohen, who's turned out to be a habitual liar. Uh, he's been exposed. He served some time in jail, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to get into the details of that. Michael Cohen, you can look this up for yourself. He was the chief witness uh, for this uh, grand jury indictment. And uh, he was kind of obliterated as far as his, uh, his worthiness, as far as being truthful. So they had to find something else. And as you might know, it doesn't take much to get somebody indicted. Uh, basically, the grand jury gets to hear a prosecution, a prosecutors, I should say, and the defense attorneys are not allowed in there. So an indictment, it's pretty pretty easy to get. And uh, the old saying is, as you've probably heard, you could indict a ham sandwich, uh, as the old phrase goes. So this is not a big deal in a sense as far as getting an indictment. But what is a big deal is that the Democrats would be so low to go after a, a pro the probable Republican candidate for the next presidential run in 2024. And this is how dirty they are. And this is why in my podcast, I have to mix politics into talk about crime, which, uh, again, the area I've worked as in law enforcement, I uh, plan to stay pretty much on crime topics, but it bleeds so much into politics, I have no choice but addressing the political issues. I talked about an attorney, and I'm going to kind of wrap it up with this, Alan Dershowitz. Everybody, you should know who Alan Dershowitz is. He's a longtime Democrat. Uh, a Jewish man, attorney in the uh, New York area, uh, lives lives up in the, in the Northeast. And Alan Dershowitz, who's been an attorney for 60 years, 
even wrote a book recently, Get Trump. And uh, he's against his own party and those uh, radicals that have gone after Trump and basically gone after the Constitution. Alan Dershowitz said, and I'm uh, paraphrasing here, he said in his 60 years of practicing law, he has never seen uh, such a, a travesty of justice. That's my words there, but basically that's what he's saying. He has never seen anything like this. And this is very upsetting to him as it is to others. And remember, he's a member of the Democrat Party. Uh, how he could stay a Democrat is beyond me. But the point is, uh, this is him talking, and he thinks this uh, prosecution is, is horrible. So there you have that. I'm going to move on from that uh, particular topic. There's uh, going to be certainly, it's going to be all over the news in the weeks and months ahead, and it's uh, going to be a big thing. So there'll be a lot of talk about it. Um, I want to point out that, as I've said many times before, the chief reason that I put out a podcast, um, it's a record for family. And in my particular case, um, uh, immediate family, uh, family down the road, uh, to me, it's like a journal uh, with uh, technology being what it is. I've talked about before how I have letters and pictures of a great-great-grandfather that was a captain in the Union Army in the Civil War, and these things passed down to family are, are very important uh, historically. So this podcast, uh, as I said, it's really with family in mind, and I welcome anybody to listen to it, of course, but I'm kind of recording history and asserting opinion, my views pertaining to much that I read, hear, and learn. And obviously my uh, stands are very conservative and traditional. I'm certainly what uh, one would uh, consider a red-blooded American that is uh, for God, family, and country, big time. And this appears, unfortunately, the opposite of what the Democrat Party of today stands for. And there's so many different topics I could veer in, in, off onto. And I'm not going to do that this particular segment. As, a, as you know, I try to keep the segments at about 10 minutes, uh, give or take a little. And uh, that's for short understanding of uh, getting bits of news, uh, things, current events and beyond. But for my descendants uh, way down the road, some that perhaps aren't even born yet, uh, considering technology, I'm hoping you're listening uh, right now. Uh, you don't know me, but you'll know of me. And we're talking about those that are way down the road, perhaps decades, uh, even a century from now, who knows? So you might say this is a form of a journal that I've done for you and others. But to anybody listening, uh, in the current times now, or even later, I'm hoping this information that I put out in each of these podcasts are helpful to you. So moving on, uh, I'm very, on the crime area situation, I'm totally disgusted with the fact that what's happening in our police departments around the country, uh, the way officers are being treated, uh, hence uh, crime is going up as a result. Uh, the Black Lives Matter situation, the Antifa, uh, the hate police movement, it's done a disservice to you and every single person. There's no doubt about it. And uh, the direction this country's going because of uh, this type of a movement, 
is horrible. Now, just to give you an idea locally, I just read where a reporter uh, had headed out uh, the area that I live, of course, the metro Phoenix area. The Phoenix Police Department alone is down, according to uh, Arizona Republic reporter, 500 officers. That's just one city police department here in Phoenix. And they're apparently offering a good pay raise to, to try to uh, get more recruits. City of Austin, he reported, uh, 200, Austin, Texas, 200 officers down. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I've gone from a larger city, Phoenix, then down to Austin, then Tulsa, Oklahoma, a little smaller, but they're down 160 officers. This is just typical all over the United States because of the attack on police and the, uh, the, not, the lack of backing by so many people, and it's just a horrible situation. And with that, I just want to show you, and I don't want to scare you, but I want you to think of something. Um, I want to, the direction we're going, it's towards a, a lawless nation. Uh, it won't come to a totally lawless nation, don't get me wrong, but it's going in that direction because liberals and Democrats and these soft on crime district attorneys and judges, they're freeing too many very, very dangerous people, and that's why crime is up, murders are up, and so forth. And then the influx of illegal immigrants, uh, it's loading the country with uh, gang members, uh, drug pushers, you name it. Uh, a number were just arrested the other day at the border, uh, included uh, uh, people that were, have been charged with rape, uh, various sexual assaults, child molestation, and so forth. They're catching people all the time at the border. So uh, this is why it's imperative that you really understand what's going on. And I'm going to leave you with this thought, and you bring it up on the Internet for yourself. Bring up the country of El Salvador and their mega prison. And I talked about this, I think I touched on another segment, but I want you to bring it up, uh, El Salvador and their fight against crime, but bring up their mega prison where they're building a prison complex that will hold about 40,000 gang members. When you bring this up on the website, scan through some of the pictures and look at all the hordes of prisoners that they have, shaved heads, tattoos all over. It's almost like a zombie movie. So here's a third world country that's loaded with drugs, loaded with crime, and that's a worst case scenario. And that country, the federal government is taking over it. People have lost rights and everything just to deal with this uh, menace, this uh, scourge of crime that's occurred in that country. So I want you to see what happens to a third world country when you lose your rights and uh, when they have to really crack down and uh, take all kinds of people in custody. Unfortunately, a few innocent people get mixed up in this. You can read stories about that. But bring that up for yourself and read about it. It's worth looking at. And uh, you're going to be glad you're in the country you're in right now and you want to keep our country safe and sound. And But it's going in the wrong direction pretty darn fast. So with that, I'm going to... Uh, I'm a bit over the 10-minute uh, mark, so we're going to leave you for now, and I'll get back to you in another segment soon. Take care. Bye now.